Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your hosts, Dave Sturgio and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Well, whatever. How about this, Cowboys? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode and edition of the Jersey Boys podcast right here on the Chop Sports Media YouTube channel. And of course, the premier podcast network. Your host, of course, Dave Sturchio, alongside nationally known comedian Brett Ernst. And of course, the Bro. Grinch, the, the what? <laughs> the Grinch, America's fan himself, Keith Ernst. Fellas, wait, 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 wait. What? Just fucking wait one second. All right. Oh, boy. All right. We got to talk about. We got to say, no, your host, the Beer League's own, Dave Sturkio, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Um, dude, what a fun time. I mean, you guys know better than me, especially Brett, you know, being on set for something like that. I know it was like low budget and stuff, but it's like no, that's it's pretty cool. cool, man. It's pretty cool shit, dude. I, I never acted before in my life. I never got told to do scenes and give lines and this, that, and the third. It was actually pretty dope, man. And I met uh, I met Manganelli. I met so that that guy is fucking he's great. Um, it was just an awesome experience. Jimmy, I got to thank Jimmy and of course Tom over at 624 Productions for that. That was uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool, uh, pretty cool so, thing. I mean, so, so what he's talking about, everybody, is I don't know if you've ever seen Beer League, the movie, which stars uh Jimmy Palombo, Ralph Macchio, and Brett Ernst as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but that was in the early 2000s and they made a series out of it. So there's a TV yeah. show, if you're a fan of the film. You might want to check out the series. Yeah, yeah. So they did the first five. Um, they're like web. So we're we're right? like we're like we're like Eskimo brothers. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Sure. clearly. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, listen, it was a lot of fun. They did the first five episodes or whatever. They're like web episodes. They're like three, four minute quick hitters. Nothing crazy. This one. Like there's three scenes we went we started at a house and then we went to a gym and then we went to the actual field um, and I got to hit some bombs and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I thought my weekend would end there. But of course, uh, you know, wouldn't be a, a, a total weekend without my return to the professional wrestling ring uh, either. So that was uh, interesting as well. Um, I think I hey, hurt my sir. shoulder. God forbid I do anything for myself. Uh, what's funny is that like, you know, all right. So you went to the softball field, just started hitting bombs, right? Right. Which is what we did when we were at the softball field. But what's crazy about guys, I went on an audition. I mean, like when I first got to L.A. for a uh, football, it was like a football commercial. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not kidding. They asked for people with real football experience. It turned into a one-on-one -on -one drills. Like we, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> like before we even got, to, it was just like, you know, where we were supposed to be like in the background and stuff and like say something mm -hmm. to the camera. There was like 15, 20 guys out there. We were covering each other. Like we, it, it became a sports competition as opposed to a commercial. <laughs> Dude, I'm talking, that's a, Jimmy said the same thing when we were. Yeah, were it's when guys get together, it's crazy, man. We, yeah, we were playing catch. We were just kind of throwing the ball around, just having a good time. Like, uh, Alphonse, uh, he, uh, he brought back the Italiano mitt, you know, so he had the, yeah. the green, white, and red, the original, the original mitt. So he brought that back. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, yeah, it was a, it was a really cool time, man. I, I had a, I had a ball. Um, but anyway, I had a ball watching the Niners lose on the plane. I did too. I did too. We'll get into that real quick. 
just because Keith, um, you know, you're the king of condensed games, and um, yeah. yeah, so you watch the 49ers. Besides the, the fact, well, yeah, that game, yeah, but like, yeah, you saw some holes, you saw some things, mm-hmm. you saw some that, like, I know Brett has put the, the 49ers, you know, at the relative top not of the not. NFC. What? Yeah, you did. I mean, did you not? Not now. I mean, I mean, it's it's well, not now. He did two weeks ago. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Yeah, yeah. Two but weeks like, ago, it's I was a, like, wow. Announced. Yeah, of course. Because, like I said, when you guys watched it, and I would have been the same way. You were filled with emotion. When I watched the condensed version of the Cowboys and 49ers game, I didn't have that emotion because I knew what was going to happen. It happened, so I analyzed it more, and I kept saying that they're not that great. Right. We kept them in the game. I met you guys were talking about Brock Purdy like he was Joe Montana. And I'm literally making faces while you're saying that on the show. And Brett's telling me, don't make faces. He's the real deal. And you're like, yeah, he blah, is, blah, blah. He's a good quarterback, that kid. But we're not he, saying that. Really but he, he might be. I mean, we don't know. The jury's still out. I mean, he's good. But I meant his last two games no. without without Debo Samuel. And he, he was awful in the fourth quarter last night. Awful. Yeah, but awful. But you take away you you take away any team's star offensive receivers. I mean, but except for Minnesota, Jesus. I know that's completely. I know you contradict that right there. I mean, ju- well, they, they because don't you don't know what you have. You don't you don't know what you have until they're in the game. Right. Well, I'm sorry, bro. bro I, I still like Brock, man. I think he's a great quarterback. What is he? A fourth round pick, two years in? No, he's no, Mr. he's Mister Irrelevant. So he was the last pick in the draft. <laughs> yeah, but see, yeah, I mean, that, go, go ahead, bro. I'm, nah, go ahead. No, I'm Should just saying been. though. I mean, those passes had nothing to do with Debo Samuel not there. They were fucking terrible. But what does that have to do with Debo Samuel? Those two interceptions. But I'm saying he's nothing. a two year. He's a two quarterback, right? No, mm-hmm. He's a what? Right. He throws off his. He's only been in the league two years, right? Yeah, this is his second, second season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the kid throws off his back foot like, like Montana did. He, he His progressions are great. Right, I mean, let's yeah, stop compare, gonna... comparing him to Montana, please. That's the thing that's bothering me. <laughs> All right. I just look. Uh, right. right. You know, I do want to make time. You guys said Brock Purdy and Joe Montana in the same fucking sentence. Okay. I do want to make mention of one thing and one thing alone. And I want, like, I don't know if you guys believe in karma or anything like that or, or, or something oh, to yeah. that effect. But oh, ever yeah. since George Kittle showed his fuck Dallas t shirt, the Niners have not won a game. So eat shit on that, uh, 49er. Yep. Bang, bang. You're almost dead. You know, no, you know <laughs> what I love? And we're doing bitch shit right now, by the way, because they fucking own us. Yeah, fine, fine. Yeah, I know. And I'd rather just beat them, but I would love to say I love seeing them whine on every fucking penalty that didn't go their way in that fu- after what we fucking went through against them. I love seeing that. It was awesome. Yeah. How's did it you guys feel? See, obviously, uh, we're talking about the Niners here, but you also see Sunday night football, Philadelphia and the yeah. terrific, terrific Tua's or whatever. No, um, Tua and the Terrifics. Tua, Tua and the, the Terrifics. terrifics. Can you can you also understand or, or make sense of the fact that the Eagles did not have one penalty called against them. That's not crazy. One. There's got to be at like, least one or two in yeah. the NFL where, where even uh, Brett said on the text, how they're cracking down on this or not cracking down, or at least just paying more attention to the neutral zone and paying more attention to illegal blocking down the field. You're telling me the Eagles didn't commit a damn penalty. Not one. Like, yeah. That's no. kind of wild in in today's league. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, just, I, I think the penalty. Oh, bro. No, there were penalties. I watched the game. They just didn't call them. Well, yeah, I'm saying. Exactly. It's just kind of weird. I don't know. I, I, I mean, the, the worst one I saw was the the whole the, – not the, the face mask one was kind of fast. 
The one when he's what, going on Cedric? Was it, it was on Cedric? Yeah, it was on Cedric Wilson. I mean, everyone's making a big deal of that. I don't even know if that was catchable. But the one that uh, I think I forgot the guy who posted it on Chop Sports where the defensive lineman gets in and he literally grabs the offensive lineman. The Eagles grabs him by the neck and pulls him backwards and tackles him as Swift runs right by him. I was like, whoa, how don't you now? How don't you see that? Yeah. So I don't know, man. But I think the Dolphins would have lost regardless. They, you know, I don't think if you switch the field, if you switch the field and you put that game in Miami, you're telling me Miami can't pull that one out. I don't I, I no. just don't think they do well against defensive teams, Miami. Whenever they yeah. play a really good defensive team, they get they get kind of beat up. The Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. So look, the landscape of the NFC has kind of shifted a little bit. We also saw the Lions come back down to reality. I mean, they got sparked wow. by the Baltimore Ravens. Those Ravens, listen, if if Lamar Jackson can figure it out on how to throw from the pocket, like on a consistent basis, and then uses wheels when it's necessary. That's a fucking offense that you don't want to fuck with at all. Like, those guys are very, very fast, very, very talented. They got running backs for days over there. They lost J.K. Dobbins again to an Achilles injury, and yet they still have four running backs that are capable of taking the rock and doing work. Justice Hill, Gus Bus, you know what I mean? Like, these guys are coming out of nowhere, and, and the Ravens look incredible too. I mean, that's – but I'm more or less talking about the Lions. Um, do, do you think you – know, I'll, I'll throw it to Brett first – do you think that the Lions loss, the way they lost, is one of those ones where almost comparable to our 49er loss, where it's just like, all right, nothing's going our way. We're getting sparked. Let's just get the hell out of here unscathed. Let's not get anybody hurt and just, just kind of walk out of there. No, I, 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 this week gave me hope for the Cowboys again because, you know, except with the Eagles playing as solid as they did, I mean, you're seeing teams getting losing that you, you thought were superior. Um, you know, you, you're just – the whole landscape is like 50-50, man. You know what I mean? I mean, like even if Dallas if – if we just start winning outright, we, we could – we could you know, we could we could go deep again, man. I'm, I'm, it gives me more more hope. Keith, do you think there was a, a more, a more I, of I a think, recipe? I think, yeah, well, I think with the Lions game um, – They've been they've been put on, uh, I would say, display for the NFL. I mean, going back to last year against Green Bay when and they beat the Green Bay with the and eliminated them <laughs> against the Chiefs opening game. This was kind of the first one where people were like, I mean, a m the majority of people, because I know Brett was like Detroit's going to beat KC in the first game of the year, but the majority of people weren't saying that. The majority of the people were saying Detroit was going to win that game, right? They were like, oh, you look at all everyone that did their picks. Oh, Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. I just don't think they were ready for that. Right. So you, you think this is beneficial? beneficial? Is this beneficial for them? Yeah, of course. So there's like I, I think I texted you guys. They they just weren't ready for it. They're still a good team. They're still one of the better teams in the NFL. I'm not, they just played a lousy game. But also, I think there was a record on the line for the Lions that had that hadn't happened since like 1940s or some shit if they would have won that game i don't know what it was but it was something where it was like yeah like oh like i don't know if it was a win streak or home i forgot or winning teams i don't know what it was but there was there was just you know you could even see before the game they just didn't seem right because i watched it they, something wasn't right with them and they could have um, been intimidated a little bit now obviously we've covered some 49ers we've covered some eagles we've talked about the lines we have us that's you know going into a game against the rams we'll get into that in a minute but like that's the four conversation pieces. Like, is there anybody that just based off of this week alone 
kind of shot into your radar as far as NFC contenders. Now, do you consider now I know Minnesota got off to a really shitty start, but if they put it together, you know, they last night, Kirk Cousins looked Dude, Kirk not, Cousins looked great. He did not look like the whole prime time gets him, bites him in the ass, Kirk Cousins. He looked like he shined last night. Well, Keith, is there anybody in the NFC that kind of kind of raised well, your eyebrows a little bit? My problem with the Vikings is they don't have the the defense that we have. I Correct. think we're kind of similar because of our quarterbacks. And when I say that is what we, what Bright just said about Kirk Cousins is what we say about Dak every now and then. And then Dak shits the bed, like Kirk Cousins shits the bed. So right. offensively, we're kind of similar. I just think our defense is 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 pretty much a couple notches better than the Vikings defense. So that's why I'm like, eh, you know, they just had a great game. And I think the 49ers are, you know, they didn't have Samuel once again. And, you know, McCaffrey's not fully healthy, but goddamn, did he ball last night oh, in every does. play. You know, I saw, so I saw, I saw a stat last night. Christian McCaffrey set a record last night for most, most games, consecutive yeah. games with a touchdown. If you would have bet like a hundred bucks on an anytime touchdown the first week and every time you won, you rolled over your winnings for 15 straight weeks, you would have made $450,000 on a bet like that. So Christian McCaffrey, if you're, if you're a first time, first touchdown type better guy, now I would say it doesn't happen next week or something like that. Start betting against it because I mean, come on, like how many how many weeks can you actually score a touchdown? Like and that's... let's talk about the 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 Vikings too. I meant that that touchdown before half. Wow, yeah, where that where he stripped it from the 49er was amazing. Listen, but that's another thing that bugged me, by the way, because see, I don't, I a lot of people have short term memory. Hmm. Before the half, we had a minute and two seconds left against the 49ers <laughs> and two yeah, we wanna, timeouts. We didn't want to do anything. We didn't even get a yard. And we downed it with two timeouts left. <laughs> right. I mean, Kirk Cousins takes it with 56 seconds and scores a touchdown with no timeouts left. That's so, the shit I see. And I'm like, oh, God. Shout out to you Jordan know? Addison, man. He's coming into his own again. And yeah. and I, I kind of – I liked him coming out of college, USC. And, dude, I'm telling you right now, like, he redeems himself because that first drive, he got one ripped out of his hands. And then right before half, he rips it out of his hands and takes it That's to the house. Play. So it's like, play. oh, it's one of the better plays in the league uh, yeah, over yeah. the course of the week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, the NFC, it'll be interesting. It doesn't seem like – now, let's touch on the Eagles a little bit because I know that, you know, obviously they took care of business with the with the, with the the Dolphins. You know, they're, they're 90% tush-push, brotherly shove thing, and you got people saying, let's ban this thing. Do you have a stance on that, Keith? Like, do you have a stance at all about this whole no, quarterback okay. sneak play? But everybody's trying it, and I don't know why they can't do it like the Eagles. <laughs> right. driving me fucking nuts. Dude, it is driving me think nuts. Think about it. If they did that from the beginning and all the way down the field. And if just you get like two, three yards a clip. Yeah, just two, three yards a clip. It's a first down every three downs. I'm just like, saying, yeah. Or every, I mean, it would be something to see, actually. Because how do you fucking it's, – it's crazy, man. It I mean, really you guys is. both play defense. Uh, Brett, what's the best defense to this? I mean, you, they're putting a goal line defense in. Like, well, what else you can you possibly get, do? It's leverage. I meant, like, you got to get your D-lineman got to get lower, but that's why you keep having those uh, neutral zone infractions, you know? And uh, it, it's, it's hard to stop. I mean, it's a yard. If, if you're just going forward from the center to the uh, – from the quarterback, I mean, it's it's really hard to stop. You know, it's funny. Me and my father always say that. Like, whenever it's fourth and inches, we always say, "Okay, just lean forward, lean yeah, forward." Yeah. You know, like you're you're gonna get it by proxy, by your by your your physical makeup. <laughs> you're gonna get it because you're six foot fucking three or whatever. You know, hey, it's like, sir, who's that? What's that awesome linebacker for the uh, 
for the 49ers that just Fred, been blown. Fred he had an interception against us. Fred Warner. Did you? I think that was him. Was that him when Kirk Cousins tried to do the the push and oh, jump yeah. over the on the goal line and just? Yeah. Yeah. That's dude, the kind that, of shit you need to do. <laughs> that dude's built different. That dude. Oh my god, that was different. such a play, man. The 49ers wow, defense have some fucking players, including you know our friend and yours, Randy Gregory, now on their team, and then now I also got they also got the the cast off from the Raiders. Remember the Raiders took like Ka- uh, Kalel Farrell or something with like the fifth overall pick in the draft, and yeah. everybody looked at Mike Mayock like he was high as a kite. Like, right. what are you doing? And now all of a sudden, this guy's there, a there, stud. <laughs> yeah, there was a play that confused me with Randy Gregory when he was in the backfield, and then Cousins just threw it to the ground. Oh, yeah. and they didn't, they call, didn't call intentional grounding. But there was no, and I think they, I mean, it was hard to hear. No, the running back was there, bro. The running back was there. No, but there was no air under it. So basically. Yeah, he literally, it was like a spike. It was like a spike almost. Like a kill clock. Opposed to at least throwing it down. You know, there was no air. They didn't call that intentional grounding, which was, you know, I'm glad they didn't. Well, let me ask a question. Do you think that, like, stuff like that, what you're saying, uh, that what I'm trying to say is they're trying to protect the quarterback so much that if he's really trying not to get hit and he throws it away, you think sooner or later it'll be like they can just do that if they want. Well, I mean, but it's like that, a, they, but they you know what I'm much, saying? Like, yeah, well, they pretty much have it that way now. Where like, if he's yeah. as long as he's outside of yeah. the uh, their little containment, he could just throw it away. But that that should have been intentional grounding because you know. The running back for the it was like a they were trying to set up a screen was it was nowhere near there he just threw it down next to him. Then it's like come on he man. basically spiked it from the shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. It was very weird. Um, but yeah, it's funny we talk about player safety right and like quarterback safety don't hit the quarterback. Which by the way, a lot of calls in the in the you know throughout the course of the weekend where I'm just like man you really can't touch the quarterback because there's people are getting called for everything. But then you talk about a play like. It could very well be the most violent play of the of the entire playbook, and that's the quarterback sneak. You're coming in there as hard as you possibly can to try to kill this guy. So it's like all of a sudden we're, we're talking about player safety, but then you're not talking about it at all when Jalen Hurts is under 800 pounds of mass trying to get through. Well, you know, there, I don't know. It's weird. There's a difference with that, and there there's no velocity behind the hit. So you know, everybody well aware. Yeah, it's I a get scrum. That part. It's almost like a scrum. Yeah, you know, it's, where, fucking, it's rugby. Everybody's it's rugby. Pushing and, yeah. But I, I'm saying is that like now, if if, so, if he's standing there and somebody's running at him full speed, it's a little different than if people are just pushing. I mean, well, obviously, that's what I would do. You, well, no, I'm saying you risk, you know, knee injuries and stuff like that. But I mean, you can't. That's what really... they're gonna. That's what they're waiting. That's what they're waiting for, as far as the science and the health of this. They're waiting for guys to get hurt, and they're gonna try to leverage that to the commission. And say like, hey, you know, on these tush push plays, like that's great that the Eagles are ninety five percent effective, but we've also lost seventeen players to fucking stub toes. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that, where they can use that data against the league and say, look, this play it can't happen. There's too many people getting. I don't. Hurt. I don't think. I, I don't think it's. It, I think they should get rid of it because it's not fair. It, the defense is at such a disadvantage on that. You know what I, I mean? So and, then, and then now you got people behind him pushing him. Yeah, the, uh, I think it, it's just. I thought that was illegal anyway. My dad no. said that. Like, uh, he said it, there was a rule where you couldn't like, it, like, let's just say you're you in, near the goal line and a, and a, an offensive lineman picks you up and drags you into different. the end zone. You can like, push, you can't drag. 
I think that's what it is or something like that. But yeah, I don't think, I think I agree with, I mean, I I don't, if you're going to get rid of the tush push, you get rid of all pushing. You cannot push a player into an end zone if he's getting, you know, that it should just, I mean, if you fall into each other, it's different, but if you're purposely pushing somebody that, you know, the defense is trying to tackle, that's, that isn't unfair. I mean, the defense is already at a disadvantage for sure. They've got every penalty against them. They got to watch what they're doing when they're coming in and they're tackling. And now, you got a, a player that can get behind a running back or receiver or quarterback and just push them right. while you're trying to make a perfect safe tackle. Right. This doesn't exactly. make sense. You now, know like, I mean? uh, like honestly, what if there's a what if there's a quarterback sneak tush push play called by Jalen Hurts and somebody comes flying in and crushes him in his face? You know, because he doesn't get low enough. Now all of a sudden yeah. you're gonna throw you're gonna throw a flag because you no, went too high true. on the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like there's so it's such ticky tacky bullshit. I hate the play because they're but, so good at it. <laughs> so, but talking about the Eagles, um, I think the Eagles right now are I think them and the Niners are still the best teams. Um, I mean, because once again, the Niners didn't have any breaks last night, but they still almost won the game. Yeah, they had was, a shot. They had a yeah, shot. they had a shot. OK, so that that's that's evidence of kind of a good uh, still a great a good team. Yeah. Um, I would say with. Uh, and then we're right behind, but we're not far off. Once again, like Micah Parsons said after that 49er game, he was right. We're not far off. I mean, no. you know, I don't think that we're that. And I don't think the Eagles are as good as they were last year. Well, look, the Eagles, obviously the Miami Dolphins Eagles game went back and forth for a little while. Eagles pull away at the end. Fine. But the week before that with the Eagles losing to the Jets and Jalen Hurts playing like a human being, you know what I mean? Like they have flaws. They're not perfect by any stretch. No team is. And we've seen that, you know, every team has a loss or two um, in the league. And now Dallas all of a sudden is in that conversation of a of a two loss team right now because now are the Niners. You know what I mean? Same thing. They have one extra win, but we had a buy. So now the buy's over. Right. Um Trades are starting to happen a little bit as the trade deadline approaches. The Eagles, I guess, feeling a little suspect in their secondary, bringing an all-pro from the Tennessee Titans for a fifth-round pick and a swap of players. Now, of course, you know, the first thing that people are going to say is, I wonder what the Cowboys are going to do or what they're going to address because, look, let's call it how it is. For the first four into a six games of the season, we have these areas where we think like, okay, you know, it wouldn't hurt to have another linebacker or it wouldn't hurt to have another running back or whatever the case may be. But they've already went on record and saying, we're good. We're good here. We like our guys. That's like they've been this fucking status quo for the Cowboys around trade deadline forever. Keith, do you think the roster as it stands right now is good enough to run with the Eagles and 49ers? I'm talking January. Yeah, I do. Now, January. I think when people make trades, I know they're trying to make their team better, but there's holes that that they're they're trying to cover up that they've been. I mean, you get what I'm saying? Like they're yeah, not doing they that said. for no reason. Like, Howie Howie Roseman or whatever the hell his name is, uh, the GM of the oh. Eagles. While he's a genius, while pulling off a lot of these trades lately, AJ Brown. You know what I mean? Like he's covering up deficiencies. Yeah, and I will say that the uh, the one thing once again, and let's let's address the elephant in the room, and it's not Brett's mom. <laughs> <laughs> let's address one. it. Let's go. The elephant in the room is Zeke Elliott. <laughs> what? Okay, Zeke Elliott. Now, yeah. Pat Volkmer, known as the maniac, if you guys know him, completely mm. he's been completely silent this year on the running back situation. Wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> Last, he's a fellow Jersey boy that's a Cowboy fan about how awful Zeke is. And I still remember, because I'm good friends with him, I'd be like, hey, he, he's not even watching the game, this guy. And he's like, how's Zeke doing? I go, oh, he just, he had two touchdowns. Let me guess, there were two three-yard runs. I'm like, yeah, huh, figures. Like, like it's that easy. 
You know, meanwhile, we can't score in the fucking red zone because we don't have that. Zeke, Zeke is doing very well for the Patriots right now. Mm-hmm. Very well. He has that burst. He's getting those tough yards that Tony Pollard can't get. That Does that mean that Zeke is better than Tony Pollard? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they worked very well together. Mm-hmm. And people always got to disrupt shit. There's always got to be a competition. You know, if something's working, just leave it. And, you know, we could have got Zeke for what he got with the Patriots. I'm sure we could have. Do you remember the contract he got? I'm not sure. Uh, it was it was incentive-based, let's just say. Okay. So my point is, is if we were going to address something, maybe a power running back. because And here's another thing, and I'm going to bring it up because I know you guys, you don't think that Deuce is a, is a legit number two. I think he is, and I think he needs more carries. It's not fair to put him in in the Patriot game when it's 38 to 10 and they know you're going to run and you're giving it to them and they're destroying you. That's not fair. Put him in when they don't know if you're going to run. Give him those situations and watch what happens. Give him, give, give this kid a chance. Give him more than five carries in the first half and see what happens. That's all I'm asking. I just want to correct you real quick. It was 38-3. Uh, we're not giving oh, the Patriots any touchdowns. No, we're not. So. All right, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, what I, what I was going to say, though, Rico Rico runs hard too, man. I mean, you he know, does, we, if, if we're going in there more and we need those those tough yards, I mean, you know, start giving Rico some some uh, some carries. You know what I mean? He he runs pretty hard, that kid. Can I interest Can I interest either of you in a Leonard Fournette who's out there right now? No. Who's just – no? Not even like short sure, yardage man. type guy? I think if we could – I think we still need O-linemen. Well, you know what I mean? I mean, you're saying O-line death because we're not going to – you know, we're not going to trade anybody away that's currently as the, the the line stands right now. It's like we're good. No, we need depth. We need depth. Yeah, I agree. Bringing up someone like Fournette is like you get a a bruiser that's been in the league too long, and they do lose. They lose. I mean, you lose this much, and you're not yeah. what you. That's why Stephen Jackson was out of league by the time he was what twenty nine thirty. Chris Johnson was almost at it. Yeah, I meant these guys. I meant you don't realize not out of the league, but they were just jumping teens and. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. It's hard. It is. That's it is. why it's good. And that's why running back should get paid. You know, like Brett saying, Arrigo Daddle is actually th- that kind of running back. I'll take over a Fournette or any of those guys. because 100%. They're hungry. They're young. They want to prove themselves. I mean, another one is, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Freeman from the Falcons. I mean, he had three or four years that were unreal and just getting hit too many times. He's out of the league by the time he's 30. Oh wow! Yeah, I remember had Devonta Freeman. Devonta, I'm just shit, saying, man. like it's it's not. I mean, after a while, these guys get tired of getting hit. They lose a step. They made their money. You know, they they, they their their NFL high has run out. That's what makes Derrick Henry special, because yeah. oh. he just keeps doing. I don't know. I thought two or three seasons ago. I don't know if you guys remember. I said he's gonna he's done. There's no way he's gonna keep doing this, and he keeps doing it. So and he's like choke slamming guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, like his hip exactly. arms are just brutal. So there's the um, exception, obviously. So. I'm looking around, and obviously the, the trade deadline's about to hit, and you know the Cowboys just don't seem like they're going to be making any moves. Um, if they do, they do great to add. Wonderful. If they don't, they don't. Um, but in come the Rams, right? So now we have a 1 o'clock start uh, against the Los Angeles Rams who are coming off a loss. And, you know, you look around that Ram- – well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Before you get into the Rams, really sure. quick, worst Dallas Cowboy trade ever off the top of your head, Roy Williams. Oh yeah, no, Roy. Roy's best, the number one. Best Dallas Cowboy trade off the top of your head before Her- Herschel Walker. 
Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> Wait, Recently, guys what are you say before Herschel Walker or after? Other than no, Herschel. Yeah, yeah. But, but more more recent, would you say? After Herschel. The, the best trade we ever made? Just the best. It doesn't have I mean we don't make not everybody makes great trades, just what you would think. I would you go with Amari, maybe? Oh yeah. Well, we gave up like two first round picks for we Amari. Did, Cooper, but I meant you gotta admit, I mean, you remember how dismal our offense was before he got there, and that's the year we went to the divisional playoffs against the Rams and lost. Yeah, he we literally off, stepped like, in. Straight wins and shit. That, yeah, know. with him. So maybe I would maybe, say. Yeah, but anyways, I was just thinking of like what trades like has it ever really paid off for us besides Herschel? But we traded that away. You know what I mean? I'm saying You're talking like, about yeah. like players acquired. Yeah, even though we got Isaac Holt from that trade, who was a badass, and Dixon Edwards, who was a badass. Uh, and we drafted Vikings. Emmett. And <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I'm saying in the uh, we we didn't draft them. We got them from the Vikings. Oh, in that so, trade, they were actually and also Paul Palmer. Who was the running back during our one running back? Season. Yeah, he was a running back, you know, that led us to victory. He was pretty good. He used to do the Nestle splash. He'd score a touchdown, and mm-hmm. there was a whole thing where you'd go back, and he that was his celebration. <laughs> Anyways, great. sorry. Um, all right, so in come the Rams, right? Big game, uh, NFC game, home game, back home. Um, you know, hey, Sturge, they all- big game is not, big game is understatement. Yeah, Wait, this, is I, a, this I, I, is. I'm, I'm trying point. not to. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to not. What do you say? <laughs> can we, can, dude? Search. You got all the. You got all the clips. Yeah. Can you please go to every game and say every time Brett says this is a must win? <laughs> can you do that, please? And just make a mix of it, just like <laughs> make a. <laughs> well, he, he, here, here's why. Here's why. Um, when you're looking at the landscape right now, we're we're really a game. Well, we're a game behind Philadelphia. But as far as the wild card, if we're jockeying for a wild card, now mind you, we've already lost to the NFC West. We lost to Arizona. We've lost to to the Niners. You can't lose to the Rams, and then go into Philly two games behind them, and God forbid we lose that game. Uh, we're, it, it's not looking good, man. Uh, I I see this. I see Brett's point as far as must win because of the fact that Philadelphia is next and Philadelphia's next. And if we lose this game and Philadelphia, you know, takes care of business. Are they even playing this week, Philly? I don't even know. Well, well, my, my point with the must win games, then if you're going to say it's a must win now and say we lose and we lose a couple more times, you're not allowed to say must win in week 14. Okay, well, hold well, on. No, I didn't say it was a must win. I think I didn't say it was a must win against the Jets. I didn't say it was a must win against Arizona Cardinal uh, when we played. Oh, the I would hope not, because it's the first the, few. The situation, the situation we're in now. Wait, if the situation we're in now, and if you're looking at tiebreakers, we have two NFC losses. Big. Okay, two. We didn't lose to an AFC team. Even if we tie right now, at the let's say we win all of our games. Niners win all their games. We now don't get home field advantage because if we're tied with the Niners, this is how you got to think this this midseason or getting early earlier in the season. But that but to, but so so what you're talking about is seeding. I mean not seeding, but home field advantage because well, no right I think now we're look we're at all we're comfortably in a wild card. Sure, but I think not what really. Brett is saying is I think what Brett is saying is is the fact that if the Cowboys slip up and they don't win over a Rams team and then you do slip up and you can't get past Philly then all of a sudden you're looking at like three or four games back of Philadelphia with two months to play in the season and that's a hard thing to make up I'm sorry for you guys because you 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 picked them to win the division correct I picked the Giants like a fucking fool 
Um, <laughs> at least yours is going to be closer. Well, if you just mine. flip it upside down, you, you're golden. <laughs> but I bet I never planned on them winning the division. I mean, I think they can now. I have more faith now than I do before the season. But I, so you, I'm, you're talking about keep. I'm talking about them just getting in the playoffs. This this is not a must win. If you're talking about for them winning right the now. division. For them winning the division, I might be like, okay, possibly, maybe. But forgetting right a wild now, card, right no, now, not at all. Right now, if the season ended, we get the wild card, right? If we lose to the Rams and they're four and four, and let's say we're four and three, and we lose to the Eagles, okay, in a tiebreaker, we'll and, and we'll lose. We'll, we wouldn't make the playoffs. What? Oh, you mean at that point? Yeah. So yeah. You, you're you're but looking then, at it. It's, it's another key game. You're bringing up a must win, including another game the next week. I mean, a must win to me is you fucking lose your seasons in, in turmoil. Well, you're done. That's, that's no. a must win to me. So we're, no, we got to, I think you're both definitions of must wins are different. That's all. That's what it is. Well, then that's what it is. A hundred percent, because when I'm doing the math here and I'm looking at who we lost to and God forbid we lose to the Rams this week and then we go into Philly. Now, if we beat Philly, okay, but now we're still two games. (laughs) What do you mean? What the fuck is your problem? (laughs) Seriously, what the fuck is your problem, man? (laughs) It's just God forbid. Oh, that happens. If it happens, we'll be okay. It's too early well, to go fucking to nuts. To the Rams, and we lose to the Eagles. You think we're going to be okay? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I'll worry about the Eagles. I'm not looking at the Eagles right now. I'm just saying, let's get by the Rams. And that's it. All right. Well, we're, we're not all talking about the Eagles because our season's still going. Our season's still going. We're not on the team where we where we should just take it week to week. We're fucking not playing. Yeah, so we should. At scenarios, and God forbid you went you end up being wrong. We're we're fucked. Well. I'm looking at it as a player. Oh, so if the, right now I don't want You're them. You're not a player. Well. You're not a player. You're a fan. Oh, whatever. Okay, so are you? I know. That's what. That's how oh, I'm looking. Here's at my it. point. No, 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 no. Here's my point, bro. <laughs> if if they're sitting in the locker room going right now, hey, we better beat the Rams because we might lose to the Eagles. That's some bitch shit. And that's yeah. not happening. That's not happening. All right. That's my point. About- so, right, you're, but on. you're talking about the Eagles. Your whole listen. thing of a must win is because we, we're going to lose to Brett the is Brett. Listen. Listen, you Brett is listen. listen, Brett is looking uh, more. Wait, hold on. Landscape. I can defend myself. I'm not in the locker room right now playing for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I'm looking at the fact that we tanked to the fucking Cardinals. We got blown out by the Niners. Two NFC West teams. Now we're playing the Rams. If we lose the Rams, if we lose to the Rams and then we lose to Philly, we're fucked. We're in bad oh, situation. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, yeah, really. I we got listen, fucking 10 I, games left. We're I'm, more, I'm, I'm more on, on Brett's side. If we lose two games, you are we're fucked. No, it's not even that. I'm just saying. No, it's like, a little starchness. You get like, I get it. No, but it, it's, it's I just right. know. Listen, here, here's my here's my overall landscape here, okay? Like, Brett's looking landscape. I'll wait, continue wait, to look you're landscape. Biased. You understand what I'm saying, right? You understand what I'm saying. I get it. I, I'm, I got it. Yeah. But okay. I'm saying like, Go ahead, sir. what I'm saying is, landscape-wise, right? If for whatever reason, the, the four and two Cowboys become the four and four Cowboys, mm-hmm. things won't be looking good. However, I will say this. The NFC as a whole, that seven seed, that last playoff seed, 
will more than likely be under 500. I want to say, you know what I mean? Like it, well, that's my point. That's your point is correct. Your point is correct as well. That the, the Cowboys are almost, I don't want to say this and knock on all the wood and God forbid, cause I will, God forbid this one. If, if they, you know, if they, they should be a lock yes. to make the postseason. They should. However, they however, should. the road to get there, if you're four and four or six and two is a way different it one. Is. It is, you know, oh, a more comfortable one, of course. But how about this, Keith? If, if we lost to the Jets and the Bills and we beat Cardinals and the Niners, I wouldn't be so worried about losing to the Rams if we lose to the Rams. So we've got two NFC West losses right now. And on top of that, the Vikings just beat the Niners. So let's say the Vikings win at four and four. All of our losses are in the NFC West, right? We can't take a third loss in the NFC West. Why not? If we had a better record than them, who gives a shit? You can't take a third. You can't take a third loss in the NFC. Don't fucking don't worry about the NFC West. Yeah, but I meant NFC. It's all about the record we're going to have at the end. Okay. And I, I said we'd be 11 and six. That was my prediction. If we're eleven and six, we're in the fucking playoffs. Correct. Okay. Our, our schedule is very favorable. I, I mean, and, and the only way to prove this must-win point is by the Cowboys losing this week and next week. And I don't want to do that. So you could right. call it a must-win. You could call it a must-win. I'm saying I just want to win the game. It's not a must-win, but I would like to win the game to stay in the division competition. Right, how about that? Is if we lose, that's what, I, lose, that's what I'm saying. If we lose. It, we're in, we're not in good we're we're in we're still alive. I'm not saying we're out of the playoffs, but it's going to be Listen. really fucking difficult with the Seahawks well, being four and two. The Vikings are will probably win next week or this week. Let me see. Uh, no, so, so basically, we're, we're doing scenarios. It's too early in the season to do these scenarios, man. Well, Wait, now, now, at what point? Now, now, Keith. At what point is it not too early anymore, man? We're, when, we're when, it, when it starts getting crunch time, the, the teams are going to be different. Every all these records are going to be different after Thanksgiving. And there's four. You want to start doing this when there's four or five games left? That's fine. You're doing it with. We got ten games left, and you guys are doing scenarios right now. Oh no no! I'm that. Say, say. up to you, fucking Grinch. All right, let me you're, you're the one yelling at me, bro. I'm not yelling at you. You're screaming. You're calling me names. You're calling me a hump. You're calling me a hump. We'll be back right after this commercial break. (laughs) Send us the commercial Hold on. I'm going to debunk everything. Hold on. This is it. This isn't a must win. Hold on. Hold on. This is it. This is it for me. No, I'm going to prove it. I got, and I went back to an episode on purpose. Okay. Here's Brett. Hold on. Let me pick it up. Here's Brett saying, this game is a must win right before our preseason fourth game of preseason. He said it was a must win. Hold on. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Listen, I I I get both sides. Early, fine. No, I don't NFC, get his side. I don't get his side. I, hey, hey, it's a must I win. Said, Look, if we I don't listen, sides. listen, it's a must win. If Ben DiNucci does not step up in preseason, our whole fucking season is done. It's over. Because we're going to go into the regular season. We didn't beat any NFC point. teams in preseason, and we should have beat this team in preseason. Right. And yeah, it's yeah, it's too early. Let me let too me get early. back to this point then, okay? Let me get back to this point. It's an important game, and here's why: if we lose this game, all right, because we're talking about the Rams, that puts us three losses to the NFC West, which is not good. Now, let's say if we go in and we beat Philly, which I'm hoping to. Now we're two games behind. Because if we beat Philly, correct, and we're tied, 
Who's still who's still ahead of the division? Dallas. So let's say we go in. Philly's five. Uh, we're five and two, and they're five and two, or whatever, right? Who who who's, they gotta who's lose. winning? They got to lose. They got to lose this week. Wait, 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 wait. So they you're only have one that, loss. You're saying like no, if we play, if, if they're five and one, and we win, and then we go to Philly, and we play Philly, right? And we mm-hmm. beat Philly, and yeah, now we're number five, one. Two, we're we're number one. Yeah, because yeah. we won head to head against them. Yeah. 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 Okay. That, but I'm yeah. saying if 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 we lose this week. And and even if we beat Philly, then it's it's still, you know, it's a be- I, I I get nervous about this because every year at the end of the season, right? When you're looking at the wins, losses, the ones that we should have won, the ones that we shouldn't lose, it always comes into play. Now, the other thing that's really important is that if you're looking at momentum as a team and, and where we're at, because the Chargers game, again, this week gave me a lot of hope. I was very dismal after that Niners loss. You know, and not just because of the Niners, it's how we played, but you know, I, I and then to beat the Chargers, okay, great, great comeback game, which I think we always do, right? Isn't that the record? We're like eleven and one after getting our ass after kicked. a loss, yeah. So well, since twenty twenty, yeah. We can't keep playing ping pong with ourselves. We gotta start uh dominate. We gotta start dominating, we gotta start playing as a team, but with consistency. And especially if we're going to go play Philly the week after and, and play them. And yes, I'm looking two weeks ahead, but I'm not on the team. So it doesn't matter. I'm a fan. All right. So how do you feel about the Rams? I mean, well, like, the Rams, again. I think they got, uh, I think they're like 16th on defense, but they're ranked higher than us in offense. They got golf. It's a pretty evenly matched team. It's Stafford. in, where is Stafford. it at? Stafford. Yeah. I'm, Stafford. I'm sorry, Stafford. Um, uh, it's in Dallas. Dallas. It's in Dallas. It's in Dallas. So, you know, it's it's going to be a tough game, man. The Rams are not just going to lay down. I and I don't know who. And look, it, no NFL team lays down. Yeah. Um, what? Does <laughs> <laughs> anybody want to tell me the Cardinals record? By the way, <laughs> but they're fucking trying. You know what happened with them? You know what happened with them is that they got they got film, and I'm being serious. There's film. I mean, when you just insert a quarterback, insert a system. They got film. If we played the cards again, it would be a different ball game for sure. Probably. Yeah. Um, if we played the Niners again, it'd be a different ball game. Let me ask you guys this question, okay? All jokes aside, do you think mentally that Dallas got a little psyched out? And now seeing that they can lose to Cleveland and they just lost to the to the line, I mean to Minnesota, that uh that mental edge is gone. And on top of that, well, here, here, here's they, here, yeah, go ahead. The way they beat the fuck out of us, and then to, to see Cleveland beat them, and then uh, not Cleveland, um, was it Cleveland, right? Who beat them? Yeah, 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 Cleveland. To see Cleveland um, beat them, and then and then uh, Minnesota beat them, maybe Dallas is like, oh fuck, what, what were we ever even worried about? Well, here's the thing: they said on, uh, right before we went uh, live on the show, I was watching Pat McAfee, and they were talking about um about the Niners and both the Browns and the Minnesota Vikings did the whole boombox entrance like they didn't they went in there loosey goosey they they were not intimidated by the 49ers like I feel like Dallas psychologically was so now yeah Brett to your point I think that seeing that the 49ers it's it's the Drago effect bro you see he's not a yeah, machine he, he's a he man yeah, you know, like he he's cut, you know, and and I think the Niners are are reeling right now a little bit, and I think that does bode well for a team like the Cowboys, who may have lost a little bit of edge 
or a little bit of confidence in themselves after getting destroyed, right? But then they come back. They have the, the big win against the Chargers. Now they got a big week coming up against the Rams. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's a, it's a, what's so funny. I feel like I feel like this is a good a good thing for the Cowboys. <laughs> it's, a, it's a must win in preseason. <laughs> 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 oh and, and if you look at the Cleveland game, by the way, <laughs> with the Niners, if you look at the Cleveland game with the Niners, <laughs> it's it's shocking that they lost to PJ Walker. Seriously, like that's what if they lost to the, a Deshaun Watson led. Even though Deshaun's playing like shit too, but just the mystique of Deshaun Watson alone. Yeah, I'm if they mistake. lost, if they lost to that Browns team, because the Browns defense is is not, even though they let Minshew Bro. have fun with them. Miles Garrett is a fucking freak dude, of nature. He is, and you got to look. They scored touchdowns for for the Cleveland to beat the Colts. That they, they were always on the field because the offense couldn't move. And so for the Browns that to do what they did against the Colts was amazing. I know the score says 38-39, but it's not. The Browns defense won that game. So I think the Minnesota game is a little more shocking than the Browns game to me. All right. So Especially I, since Kirk Cousins wasn't shocked once. I'm shocked. I meant sacked once. <laughs> he wasn't shocked either. Well, he was yeah, once, he but, he, but he threw the ball at his feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was, dead to, he was pretty much dead to rights at that point. Um, all right. So, Brett, staying with the Rams. Obviously, you've seen them play the first this six, This is the seven. biggest game of the season. <laughs> Well, let's pick the biggest game of the season because we, we got to figure this out, right? The Cowboys coming in four and two off their bye, um, you know, rested. Nobody relatively hurt outside of the people that we already know are hurt. Uh, no more, you know, no LVE, no status updates there. I haven't really checked into the practice stuff yet. I don't even think they have practice yet. I think they're back tomorrow. Um, if today, if anything, maybe do the walkthroughs and shit. But when you look at the Rams team, they're they're kind of up and down. Good coach. Uh, Matt Stafford plays very well sometimes, but then, like, he's a slippery slope kind of guy where if he goes down and he starts playing, you know, from behind, he's not that great of a quarterback. Cooper Cup has been doing his thing. He was shut down last week. They got Nakua all of a sudden, this new phenom receiver. A running game. They lost Kyron Williams for, I believe, he's on the IR, so they're kind of piecing together a running game. Brett, must-win jokes aside, do the Cowboys get this thing done? Yeah, I think we went 20 to 14. And, um, you know, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, again, it's this is the most important game of the season. <laughs> no, yeah, I think we went 20 to 14. And then, uh, you know, we go into Philly and and um, look, again, I, it's so crazy, but that the Chargers game, you know, said a lot. But I still don't know who our offense is after, I mean – I mean, what are we in week seven now? I don't know who the fuck we are, man. I mean, defensively, Indeed. I think we could, you know, we could shut we could shut the Rams down. I just don't know if we're still able to put up points. I mean, our red zone is trash, man. You know, but it's you not, got them, overall though. You got them twenty to fourteen to win, right? I got yeah, us twenty to fourteen. I think we win. Keith, you know, you're going into this one. It's uh, to you. It's not a must win. It'd be nice if they won the game. Did the Cowboys win this one? So. If you guys remember last year, we beat them in LA. Cooper Rush was our quarterback. Uh, Pollard had a big game. They pretty much had the same defense, if not maybe a little worse than last year. Um, you have Cup back, uh, which is which is huge, and 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 uh, Hoka Waka, whatever the guy's name is, Pokanawa. What's his name? Oh, Pocahontas. <laughs> no, <laughs> Nakua. 
Dude, the guy's a monster. You know what's He's funny? Is I'm really going to know his name by the end of this game. <laughs> I mean, he is. He gets open. And if it's fucking, if it's fucking Kevin Burkhart and, and, and Olsen, all you hear is, and Naku is wide open. Right <laughs> um, okay. They do have uh, Henderson back at running back, who, who played pretty well last, even though they lost to the Steelers. I do see now, you got to bring up Stafford. Mm-hmm. Okay, He's from Texas. He plays well when he comes there. Okay, I think the last I think he's been there three times off the top of my head. The first time was the Tony Romo comeback. I met Tony Romo comeback, the Tony Romo debacle when Bobby when Barbie Carpenter returned the the interception for a touchdown. Remember that? God, We're up 26 yeah, yeah. three and lost. The second one was the playoffs. That was 2011, by the way. The second one was the playoffs in 2014 where that we was had Romo's a phantom. Yeah, but we had a phantom penalty uh, P.I. picked up. That could have won the Lions the game. I don't know if you remember that game. It was right that game was in Packers. Detroit. No, it was in Dallas. You sure? Hundred percent positive. The playoff yeah. game? Yeah. The one before the Packer game was was in, was in Dallas. Wait, Detroit was in the playoffs that year. That's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, they yeah, could have yeah. won that game. That was a staff. And then the third. Oh, time- but, but Hitchin, Hitchens' his fucking face mask was ripped down too. So that was the the yeah, big pair. I remember right. that. But uh, the third time was a couple years ago, and staff we beat them. Uh. I'm sorry, I I I missed one. Uh, Dak's rookie year, there was one as well. So that's four. Remember Dak's rookie year, last game of the year season when we ran him out. Remember Des Bryant uh, threw, threw a lefty touchdown. Yeah, lefty. That, that was yeah. that game. And then uh, the last time he was there, he had a good game when Golden Tate was their receiver. I'm Golden Tate, but we still, <laughs> but we still beat him. So the last, <laughs> let's see, times at Texas Stadium, the last five times. He's we're one and four. I mean, he's one and four against us. I don't know if anyone cares about that information, but I do. What the fuck, man? I don't remember (laughs) any of these fucking games. Um, All I know is if we don't win this game, (laughs) that'll give us three NFC West losses. Wait, how how awful would that be if we lost and then we missed the playoffs because of this game? (laughs) I know. Then we'll either, we will revert but, back and we will check on the receipts. I think that our defense wins us this game. I okay. think they come out hot. I think that, that you know, obviously the Rams might have a good first drive like every other team, um, but I feel we pull away. I think Stafford gets happy feet. I think we get in the, or we get at the quarterback. Um, our offense does enough uh, to, to chip away, go down the field, control the clock. Um, hopefully M- McCarthy watches last year's film and kind of plays the kind of same game with the offense with mm. Dak at the helm. I'd say 27, 30 to six. 30 Dallas. to six. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, I have the Cowboys winning this game. 23, 17. I think it's going to be a little closer than what people think. And let's, there is one storyline that nobody, not neither of us, well, neither of you two have brought up. I'll bring it up right now. The return of one legend, Brett Maher, will be in the building back in Dallas as the kicker for the Los Angeles Rams against Automatic Aubrey. I feel like they should square up at fucking 50-yard line. Just like, let's fucking go. Huh? What, did I say? what did I say the score was going to be? You said 30 to 6. Exactly. Why is it Ma- 6? Maher's two banger field goals? <laughs> no. Maher misses, misses an extra the extra point. point. <laughs> it has to hold the right. time they score. 
All right. Well, listen, I got, I think it's going to be a little closer to what I want it to be. Obviously, I would love for it to be the fucking laugher that Keith's about to put. Well, up no, there. it's not a laugher now. I, I think it's close. We just pull away. It might be like 10 6 or 13 6. And then at the end, we just, we take advantage. Well, one, yeah. Once, once we know that they have to pass or whatever. Uh, sure. Yeah. That's what I mean. Okay. Like something like that. Yeah. Um, right. Let me ask you guys, though, really quick. I know we got to wrap it up, but after seeing this week, how we played last week, okay. Um, obviously to me now, I think it's a clean slate, right? Because to watch the Niners fall, I mean, I'm still worried about the Eagles, even though they, they lost, uh, uh, the week before or whatever. Um, are you, are you, do you really think though, that our offense is, um, firing on cylinder? Like, do, do you really see us as a, as a disciplined unit? That can, you know, I think I think we saw a couple more elements that we could potentially expose to the rest of the league or at least show or put the league on notice a little bit where Brandon Cooks finally showed his face. Right. right. And he got into the end zone and CeeDee Lamb was fed early and often in that game against the Chargers. So we know we have the outside of FC and if Michael Gallup comes down, that's with a what I was going to say this Gallup Dak thing. I mean, they're, they're not on the same page. It's, it's yeah. It's not working out right now, but I, I, I truly believe that like, as the season goes long and now that we're six about to be seven games into the season, you know, you hope for those things because that's why you get a guy like cooks uh, to, to free up a Gallup. And that's why you get a Gallup on the outside to free up a cooks. Um, their running game is, is still kind of bothersome to me. I, I know Pollard is, is that dude and he's our guy, but like, I just, I don't know. I'm not seeing it yet. He's not for me. I'm not confident in him being a bell cow yet. Um, and getting multiple carries again, or at least, you know, doubling up the, the, the second guy, um, offensively, I think the tight ends have a better day. The, the Cowboys offense, I think will be better as time goes. Right, I really Keith, do. Uh, Keith, cause uh, you mentioned the tight ends too. It feels like our tight ends haven't really been crescendoing. I haven't used that in a while. It looks like the receiving core, you know, uh, came to life against the Chargers. Um, and, of course, Dak played the best game, I thought, of the season. But, Keith, what are you, your honest assessment of our offense? Well, I think, I think that they're – I think that they're, with our defense, they're good enough to win. That's all I'm saying. But, I mean, how are they playing? Like, I still don't know who the fuck they are. That's, that's all I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know. I mean – well, I mean, if one we were to grade him, I mean, we graded him last week, right? I mean, after the Charger game, we 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 graded him. So it's pretty much, I don't know, man. I, I mean, it's it's hard for me because I didn't have big expectations for them. That's the problem. I mean, so there. Well, that so what I see your, is what I in your favor. That what I see is favorite, what I expected. Right. But what I'm saying, what I see is what I expected. So mm-hmm. I think they're playing. I think they're playing up to par. Right. right. You know, I just well, don't know if we're good enough, like if we're that good of a balanced team. We're, we're about to find we, out. We definitely, we definitely need turnovers and help and shit like that. But I wanted to bring up real quick that another thing that's playing in our favor um, is this being a 10 a.m. game for the Rams. I know it's 1 p.m. for you, but it's 10 a.m. for them. And we had a week p.m. for the Cowboys. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm saying, but we, we play 10 a.m. games. They normally don't. We don't, I mean, and, and historically, historically, lately at least, in the last couple seasons, the Cowboys have not gotten up for these one o'clock games. Just they so haven't. Everybody's they haven't. No, they haven't. So but, I but expect a slow though, start. But my thing is, though, they've had the they've had the bye week. Sure, but they've had time. I mean, they just played 
they're, they're coming in. They're going to play at a time that they don't normally play at. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had two weeks to prepare. I just like the whole situation. I do. Yeah, so I guess when you're a West Coast team, you're never scheduled at an early slate, never. right? Okay. Never. That's, that's, that's interesting. All yeah. right. Well, look, we all got the Cowboys winning this one. Um, different scores here, obviously. Me and Brett are a little bit more on the timid side. Brett thinks this is an absolute must win, so we have to get it done. Uh, I, for one, think that it'll be close, and he thinks that they're going to just walk the dog uh, throughout the last part, uh, portion of the game. So we'll see how it plays oh, out. We'll be God. back next I, week. I hate this team so much. <laughs> this team gives me, gives me anxiety every week, man. I was telling if you think about it, as I've only been happy three years. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's insane. Yeah. Three years. It's insane. That's, it. That's why you gotta take the my, it's a week to week league. That's why you gotta take the good with the vet. I know. I know. It's such a it's a shame. Anyway, so that'll do it for this week's episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast. Join us every week right here on the Chop Sports YouTube channel. Of course, the premier podcast network for Dave Sturchio, Brett, and Keith Ernst. This has been another edition and episode of that said show, the Jersey Boys Podcast. We'll be back next week. Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your hosts, Dave Sturchio and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Well, whatever.